Hey guys, welcome to WDWNT Nerd Alert. I'm your host, Joe Hogarty, and joining me tonight is Jack McCarthy. Howdy, folks. And Fedrickers is, what is she painting tonight? Did you Off check getting out? artistic. Yeah, she's doing something artistic. Uh, some kind of hippie thing, but it sounds kind of cool. <laughs> hippie thing, okay. No, I mean, I've heard of it. It's like you basically, you go to like some bar or some place and then... You know, you create art with a bunch of people. You know, that could be kind of fun. Um, but anyway, tonight what we're going to do is we're going to kind of go over a lot of news. We didn't do an episode last week because nothing really was going on. It was mostly a DC type of news sort of week, but we'll bring up some of those stories. But this week, uh, we got a lot of news to go through. We're not going to, probably going to, you know, cherry pick as to what we're going to talk about. But one thing I wanted to talk about, which I had mentioned last week, that I had uh, gotten the, the uh, what would you call it? The Hobbit, a edited version of The Hobbit, and um, where it cuts it down from, what is it, like nine hours to four hours. And I watched the whole movie, and it's awesome. <laughs> it is so it should be made available for everybody. It's called M4 is The Hobbit. And it's uh, what do they call it? Like it's like a a fan edit is what it's called. So look for it, M4 the Hobbit. And it, it's just like again, I haven't read the books, but I, I used to love the cartoon when I was a kid. And I think that the cartoon kind of followed the book, right, Jack? Um, well, it was it was much closer than the movies. The movies they just added a whole bunch of filler. Um. Where, you know, I really honestly think Rankin Bass did it better in 90 minutes than Peter Jackson did in nine hours. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, and, you know, and again, it's that was one of my first introductions to J.R.L. Um, Tolkien back then was seeing The Hobbit. I think it was on CBS. They used to play it at least once a year. And uh, it was always, always nice to watch. And. But with this one, which is cool, is they got rid of so much crap that we didn't need. Like, right off the bat, it kind of starts, you're in in uh, Bilbo's house right away. And I would say they, they hit the road within 15 minutes. They're out of his house. That's and it, pretty good versus 45. <laughs> yeah, there's no flashbacks. There's no Arkenstone sort of story, which I kind of liked. I liked the how they did that in the movie, how you saw like how, you know, the dwarves had dug out the Ark and stone and then smog came and attacked that. I thought that was a pretty cool scene in the, in the original movie, but that's gone. And it, what it does, what's great about it is it makes it more of Bilbo's story where the previous one, it seemed like it was more Thorin's story, like the, the long version. And, um, and Thorin is, is less of an asshole in this one, too. Because <laughs> he always had it... Well, for the first movie, he had it in for, for uh, Bilbo a lot. Um, but you're, you're more sympathetic to it. They, it just, it's just edited so nicely. Like, the, you know the whole barrel scene? Like, where they go down the river and the barrels? That which was ridiculous. They're fighting, fighting orcs while going down whitewater rafting in barrels. Well, all that's gone, all you do is you see the barrels go down, you know, and you hear them, like, complaining that they want to get out of the barrels. But you don't see the fat guy 
jump out of his barrel, you know, kind of like looking like Super Mario, you know, go on the shore and they get back in the water. You don't see any of that. It's it's just amazing. It is so well done. Well, and again, I when I was watching the movie, whenever stuff like that happened, in my head, I was always hearing the, you know, Super Mario, the coins. Like also in the scene where uh, in the third one where Legolas is fighting across the bridge and he's hopping from stone to stone as it falls into a chasm underneath his feet. All I kept hearing was, you know, a coin sound. <laughs> but this guy, he was a fan of the book and he got it as close to the book as possible. Like you don't even see that, that romance between the elf and, and the dwarf that's gone completely. You see her once and that's it. And I don't think you see too much of Legolas either. And even like, they don't show you like the the backstory of how he becomes uh, Oaken Shield, you know, like you know, like how they showed you him like picking up. Uh, oh yeah, the piece of wood. Yeah, they don't show that. They don't really show any flashbacks, which again, it, it's very very good because it's just. Did they get rid of the white orc? He's basically gone. Like that at the end of the first movie, where they all go up the tree and they're being chased by the white orc. You don't even know he's there. That you just know that they're being chased by orcs, and uh, Thorin is not bitten by a warg or anything like that. And like he edited it so that there's no blood on him or anything like that. So like when they drop him off the mountain, he's just normal. Um, so that it's just so good. You do see the pale orc at the end, but it's almost like a random pale orc. Like you have no context of who this guy is it's Which almost is like fine. <laughs> yeah it's kind of like he's well he has to fight thorin at the end so that thorin could basically die you know at, at some point but again it's kind of just like some random orc and it's just it's so delightful to be able to just sit there and watch it for four hours and not have to deal with any of peter jackson's crap like uh i forgot that remember when when uh bard he had that special arrow, that special spear. And then, oh, yeah. Uh, Black arrow. You've never failed me before, and I've always retrieved you. And he in the movie, he lines it up against his son's shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> That's gone. They replaced him with, a, with like, a, a plank of wood. <laughs> but, again, it makes it so much better. It's like, why do you have to change and alter things that were just fine to begin with? It's just great. I can't – I would – give the the series a four at best i would say like the original hobbit movies that peter jackson did Even i think four is too generous i would give this like eight to nine it's so good you know i hope you get to watch it one day jack it's i'll have to check it out it's very good all right we got a lot of news to cover so let's get into it so jack so what do you think of the new daredevil suit <laughs> i don't like it um as listeners know i love the netflix series all three seasons of daredevil that we got um this suit i don't know it just it, it just looks looks to me like a cheap halloween suit of it daredevil kinda, it kind of looks the same to me though it's the red is too bright um the 
way they put the abs kind of you know it's in the costume but it looks padded i don't know i i just really don't like it i don't i don't know why they just didn't stick with the one from the netflix series i mean they painted it yellow in the she hulk why don't they just put it back to being red and go with that um i just i just think it doesn't look right i think maybe it's also the fabric um it looks baggy in the scenes we've seen where you know they have him is i think that's supposed to be bullseye oh yeah bullseye looks horrible i think that's who they're supposed to be which is yeah another terrible design um why don't they just bring back the guys who did the Netflix series? I, did, I don't get it. Did Bullseye have a costume in the Netflix one? No, he didn't. He, you know, which is what made him scarier because most of the times he was dressed up as a uh, normal, almost like a FBI agent or something like that. Which you know, he would do things, and a lot of times you wouldn't even see him. Like he'd walk by and flick something. And some people be like, ah, oh, what the heck was that that hit me? You know, um, he didn't need it, too. The actor was, was terrific uh, who played Bullseye. And like I said, I, ju I just don't get it. It's, you know, I, I just don't like the costume. And, I mean, everybody, everybody's screaming over the fact that they don't have the DD logo on it. I think that's the least of the problems. I, I think the costume itself just looks off. It looks like a cheap imitation of what we've seen before. I think it's another example, again, like where people took artistic liberties and saying that, I mean, most people, when they see a Daredevil costume in the comics, they're like, oh, it looks awesome. But there's somebody in the costume department that's like, eh, it looks good, but I want to put my own flair to it. And yeah, what's well, worked in the comics for 40 years, that doesn't work anymore. I'm smarter than the fans who have read this comic for 40, 50 years. Yeah, it's, a, but to me, I mean, I, I watched the first season and I watched half of season two of Netflix's Daredevil. It looks very similar to me. I, I'd have to do a, like a really good comparison to it because he did have black around the neck, I'm pretty sure. But you, you know what I think it, part of it that's throwing me? is this red is much brighter but i think it could be the lighting i think like it could be like it could even be the same costume but maybe netflix kind of toned down or made it darker like when they showed the final product not the costume just the lighting and maybe they'll do that with this too like maybe we're just seeing it at its worst because they have all the lights on it right now when they're filming I, it maybe i'm wrong but like i said from from the sneaks that we saw um and what might be throwing it for me is you're right something with the contrast the bright red against the black just might be what's throwing it off my eye because the earlier seasons it almost looked maroon or burgundy versus yeah. that bright red that's true i didn't and think that, about that i think that might be what's throwing me off that the uh molded muscle structure in the in the suit looks off because the contrast is too high i don't know we'll see 
I think again, like when you think by the time Daredevil, it comes out, maybe I'll go back to Disney Plus for a month to watch it all. <laughs> oh, my cable company is giving me Disney Plus for free now. Oh, okay. Maybe you'll get it. But I got, no, I got I have the Comcast. We have Netflix for free. Uh, I know. think I'd rather have that. Um, well, honestly, on Netflix, I, I watch more of the comedy stand-up uh, specials than anything else on Netflix at the moment. Yeah, but they're giving us like the basics, so we get commercials. Ugh, for free, doesn't it wouldn't bother me. Yeah, I, I can live with that. But um, I don't know. We'll see. I, I mean, that they're redoing it from scratch. I mean, I hope that they learned you know the lessons that they that the, the idiots that had it before them did because i think they fired most of the the writers and the directors and said all right this this isn't working i wonder if that's ever going to get the light of day if we'll ever get to see what garbage that they created somehow that I hope not i would like to see how horrible it is and see how they helped it because again foggy and and uh what, what's her name karen karen are back um which i'm glad about you know yeah you know i mean i know the story because the story it's weird too that they're filming it somewhere that people are able to again capture these images and they're able to see what happens so somebody dies i'm not going to say who it is but uh it's it's kind of interesting that they brought them back just to to kill one of them and um you know it, it's I mean, I'm maybe kind of looking forward to it. I hope it's a lot darker than what they were first going to do, but we'll see. Anyway, so uh, Bob Iger says Marvel will, will be focusing on their strong franchises going forward. Volume will be reduced. Do you really do you really believe him when he says strong franchises? He said that before. Yeah, well, this is the thing. We've heard so much of this crap out of him. You know, he looks at, you know, Shang-Chi as, you know, a masterpiece because, you know, it gave focus into the the Asian culture, which <laughs> the Asian culture has, you know, magic rings and dragons flying everywhere and soul demons, like, you know. Shang-Chi was an okay movie, but it's not as strong as franchise. But that, the Marvels, the Miss Marvel on the Disney Plus shows, that's what he considers, you know, their strong franchises because it pushes their diversity agenda. I don't know. I don't think that's what he means. I think uh, that he I don't I don't think he's he's it's even in his head. Like to him. Nobody wants to see the, you know, uh, the whole, the whole white, all the white guys back. No one wants to see Captain America. Tony Stark, he's boring. He's a middle-aged white guy. You know, no, we need a young, hip, urban people. Hey, Ironheart's supposed to be really good. Everybody's screaming for that one. Like, I, you know, I, I just don't believe him. I have no faith in him. I hope he gets a, his ass handed to him by Elon Musk and the other guy that's trying to boot boot him out of there. Pulse. Yeah, I heard Lucas might be on board too to get rid of him too. That's that was beautiful. 
Yeah, that'd be a nice movie if if it actually works, though. But yeah, uh, I'm, you know, I I want I I I'm I'm sick of him and his garbage. He just kick him out. Give him, let him take his millions. Go away, buy an island, and never be allowed near Disney again. No, I I heard rumors that Elon Musk is thinking about. Buying Disney, I don't know if that's true or if that was just started by somebody. I think he's insane. The he just guy has it in for him now. Oh yeah, now he's got it in for them because they basically. I think he said something about the, you know, Israeli-Palestinian war. Oh, and but Disney it even goes before that, didn't he? Didn't like Iger try to say like you know like woo him with money or something? And Elon Musk is like, I don't need your money. Oh no, that's it. No, like he, they, they decided not to advertise because they didn't like his comments that they found it uh, anti-Semitic or something like that. And um, so, yeah, he Musk went after them and said, well, "Screw it, I don't need your money." I don't, you know. But I think, yeah, right now he sees them as the enemy. I think he's a little crazy. I mean, I like the guy and everything, but like, oh, absolutely, you know, like he. <laughs> He's like, yeah, Twitter's all wrong. I'll just buy it, even if I lose billions and billions of dollars from buying it, you know, so that I can change it. And maybe he'll do that with Disney. It's like, you know, even if I lose billions, it, you know, I, I'm just saying, I guess he's got money to throw around, but I wouldn't be spending it on Disney. It, unless he get, unless he's sure he's gotten in to make more money from it. I mean, look at Bud Light. I mean, now that seems to be coming back. <laughs> You know, like they're throwing out all this money to like all these conservative groups to endorse Bud Light now. And uh, what is it? The uh, the UFC is, I think now this uh, Bud Light's a sponsor there. And they got Shane Gillis and they got uh, Kid Rock back. Even Trump is drinking Bud Light. It's, uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens there, but anything can happen, you know, with Disney, but it's got to be a 180 for Disney to come back. And, and you, the rot runs deep. Yeah. But you are right, though. I don't think you could be trusted. He might just be talking out of his ass just to kind of give people hope. Because when I think of strong franchises, I think of Iron Man, I think of Captain America, I think of Thor, I don't think Eternal. So I would say that's not coming back. I would say Shang-Chi would not be coming back. Or oh, they're talking about it. But are they really? Are they really talking about a sequel to Shang-Chi? Did he say it? The, uh, what's the, the the star of it? Oh, Simu Lu or something? Yeah. Which you know what? He seems like a nice guy. I've seen no, him he's on a jerk. He's a jerk. No, I, I well, I've only seen him, you know, like when he was on Celebrity Jeopardy. He seemed like an okay guy and and other things. So if he's a jerk, I haven't seen it. But um, he's been talking about how, you know, there's talk of a sequel. So, Well, yeah, you could say that. And, all, and they did say there was going to be talk of a sequel. But if he's talking uh, strong franchises, that's not one of them. No, that's not, that's not one. And you know what? One movie isn't a franchise. No. That's why I think, like, but it's going to be hard now because I have a feeling Robert Downey Jr. is probably going to win the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor. And 
I mean, they may throw a lot of money out of them, but they're running out of money too. It's not like years and years ago when they were making a billion dollars a movie where they can give Robert Downey Jr. $100 million to do two right. movies. It's like now it's going to be tight because I think their budget for a Marvel movie now is $100 million, you know, because they had to well, lower that. They only have themselves to blame. No, no, they do. They've taken it and run it into the ground well before it's time. Superhero fatigue is because you're putting out crap movies, not because people are tired of superheroes. But it's spin. It, they always have to say something. It's like, well, we're not doing well because of COVID and people aren't going to movie theaters. And, you know, like they'll ignore the fact that like Barbie made a billion dollars or Top Gun mm -hmm. or whatever. But or they Super Mario Brothers or. Yeah. Um, but they, they have to say that to appease their shareholders. But I think most of the shareholders are getting pissed off. Although I don't think the stock price. Well, it's gotten a little higher. I think it's like close to 100 now. Um, well, I think that's because people are people are hedging their bets on what's going to happen when this whole showdown in the boardroom goes through. So yeah. um, <laughs> people are throwing money in thinking it's going to pay off. But it would be interesting like if they came in there and they they got rid of Kathleen Kennedy and replaced her with George Lucas, fired Dave Filoni before he ruins anything else. <laughs> I can't stand that guy. I know you can't stand him. Speaking of Disney and Star Wars, Gina Carano is uh, filing a lawsuit. I guess she's being backed by Elon Musk. Yeah, he's paying her legal fees. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this. How do you feel about it? Um, I think it was a shame that they let her go. I, I liked the talk of, what was it? Republic Rangers? That she was going to be leading a team of uh, almost like the Texas Rangers running around space. That that would have sounded awesome. And uh, we've seen a couple of the characters show up in The Mandalorian. Like the X-Wing chief with the beard. You know, so I mean, I was kind of, I was kind of looking forward to that. And I think the whole thing about oh we don't like her social media posts that because she made a joke about identifying it as what like beep boop or something like that i, I thought well, that was I, ridiculous i think the final straw though is that she compared the republican party to the holocaust victims which you should never do i mean that's again like saying somebody is worse than hitler you know it's some things you don't touch yeah, and, you, you do say stay away from that. I mean, if well, if you're smart, uh, there's just some subjects you you cannot joke about ever. Again, and she, Holocaust is one of them. Like she seems like a nice person, but I don't think she's the brightest bulb in the pack. You know. Yeah, but but still, I like her, and um, I yeah, I hope, I hope she actually does come out on top of this because I don't think it was right what they did to her. Yeah, I mean, considering, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that, uh, what's his name, Pedro Pascal, who's the Mandalorian, I think he said something, and again, I could be wrong, but I, I'm pretty sure that he said that he thinks all Trump supporters should die, you know, which is, I think that's a fireable offense. That's, that, I think that's, <laughs> that's 
pretty spot on. I think, you know, once again, we can disagree, but still be friends. And yeah. if he, if he just doesn't get that, because it's obvious from this show, you know, you have some opinions on he who will not be named. And I have other opinions, oh. but you know, we can still get along with it. I can't, I couldn't, I couldn't say, Joe, you should die for supporting that guy. You know, I don't support him. You know, again, I, I would never give him money or anything like that. Um, I just don't think that when he was president, he was that bad. Uh, well, I know, think he's, a, he, he's gone even nuttier now. Well, he's, you know, he's definitely a megalomaniac. But then again, like going into this election year, we got the megalomaniac where it wasn't so bad four years ago versus the basically one step away from down. He, you know, that that's, that's my dilemma. You know, uh, I think, well, no, my biggest we don't want to get political, but I, 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 I look at it at once. I, like you said, megalomaniac and then Joe Biden, he's, he's just, gotten up there i really no, think there's no, been my, mandatory age for politicians in office no my problem with him is don't spend hundreds of billions of dollars on a farm war when the people over here are really needing it the money and then don't open the borders for everybody to come in and give them credit cards and cell phones when people here are hurting you know that's my problem with him well, and he he did nothing to try to help with inflation. You know, he just, I mean, he denied it for, I think, at least a year. He says, nah, it's just a normal reaction. And it's like, don't worry, I'll be fine. And then we all kind of got screwed because he did nothing. I, you're right. We shouldn't get political. We shouldn't get into it. I, I mean, I, I'd be fine if there were two other candidates that somehow reappeared on both yeah, parties. Absolutely. You know, I, you know and, I, and not that I'm like super pro-Democrat, but... I do like uh, what's her name, the one running against Trump in the primaries. Oh, she's not Democrat though. No, no, that's what oh, I'm saying. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, Haley. Haley. I mean, I I kind of like her. I mean, I would I I would actually feel comfortable voting for her, you know, uh, because it looks like the the rematch is what we're going to end up with. Yeah, I think we'll but probably like, get the rematch. You know, I, I kind of like her. And unfortunately, I the way the Republican Party is so scared of Trump, because I think that's what it comes down to. They're just scared of him. Um, it, it's unfortunate that, you know, he, he could be pushing through policy changes and he's not even elected. He's just a guy out trying to get elected. So I don't know. I, it's just weird. But like, let's let's not get too. Yeah, let's political. get past it. Yeah, let's hope that whoever wins, it's good for America. America. I mean, in a good way. I don't care, Democrat or Republican, as long as you do a good job for us, I'll be happy. Hey, I, I I've always been of the opinion of we shouldn't have kids going hungry at night. And schools without books and materials uh, here in America, while we give billions away everywhere else, and I think that's a shame, you know. Amen. 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 
So some sad news. Uh, Carl Weathers passed away at the age of 76. And we last saw him in The Mandalorian. So he's got some kind of connection to us. But I was always a huge fan of his, uh, as Apollo Creed. I love the Rocky series, and I loved Apollo. Um, I, I tell this on Rusted Junk. I said this story so many times, but it's true. I remember in Rocky Four, my friend spoiled it, and he says, Apollo dies in Rocky Four, and it's brutal. And I went and I saw it in the theater, and I knew it was coming, and I had an anxiety attack because I knew he was about to die. And my heart started racing. I thought I was having a heart attack in the theater. I was so upset that he died. I, I thought I was going to run out of the theater. You know, and I was an adult. I mean, <laughs> I was in my twenties. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, he just he, you know, it's cool because the character of Rocky grew throughout the series, but so does the character of Apollo. Like he he wasn't a villain in the first one, and the second one he kind of became a villain. But then at the end, he kind of showed respect to Rocky. And in well, the, the third first one, one he was kind of kind of just. I was like Muhammad like, Ali. You know, kind of just like a jerk, but he wasn't outright rotten yet. <laughs> I, w I wouldn't say he was a jerk. He was just, he was the champion and he needed somebody to fight on the 4th of July. And the guy that he was supposed to fight ended up, I don't know, something he got injured or whatever. But uh, no, he looked like a regular boxer businessman and he gave Rocky, you know, a, a, a chance of a lifetime to fight him in the ring. But in the second one, he was a bad guy. Cause you know, but again, and, th and then in the third one, he trained him and I thought that was awesome. I, you know, again, the series kind of like lost it after Apollo died. Um, Cause then we got Rocky five and that movie we should just forget about. But anyway, it's sad because I've always, every time I see him in interviews or, or anytime I see him in a show, I just think he's awesome and I'm really going to miss the guy. And I can't believe he was only 76, you know, when he passed away. Cause to me, that's young. I, I, I don't remember hearing what did he pass from? They still haven't said yet. They just said he passed peacefully in his sleep. Yeah. I, like I said, I, I don't remember hearing what, what actually happened, but, um, Godspeed rest in peace. And I was telling Charlie, it's like, it doesn't matter what you look like, how good a shape you're in. When your time is up, it's up. Because you, you would think that that guy would live to be 100. Anyway, yeah, now I'm going to miss him. Um, so Josh Brolin says he's heard through the grapevine that Thanos may be returning. You know, it's, it's kind of tough. Um, because just like how they wrapped up Tony Stark's story, uh, Steve Rogers' story so well, Thanos's story, just same thing. It had the perfect kind of cap to it. You know, he was very close to victory. And when he knew it was over, he just kind of sat down and he's like, all right, I tried and it didn't work. And he just goes away into ash, you know. I think he had just, it was just such a poignant end to him. Uh, 
sort of like in the at the end of the Infinity Gauntlet in the comics. You know, here it was. You know, he was the terror on the of the universe, and um, he just sort of disappeared and lived his lived a quiet life on the farm. You know, yeah. like needed a sequel, <laughs> but. Mm -hmm. um, if they bring him back, they have to bring him back for a good reason, a big reason. Um, well, I think the reason is they're tired of the Infinity Stones. Well, I think they're desperate. <laughs> you know? I think that they feel like if they can bring him back, it might bring audiences back. Well, I mean, they've got such Marvel has some a great rogues gallery they can pull from, you know, and. They just got to open those doors and start introducing more of those characters in a good way to get people hooked again. Kang could be a great villain, but what we've seen and the way it's gone, uh, not so much. So, who knows? They they could bring back, they could figure out how to work. Uh, they would need to rework the Mandarin. Uh, or they could even why why would they have to rework the Mandarin? Well, because the the Mandarin, you know, he would the way they turned him in Shang Chi, he was kind of like running the underground. I mean, the Mandarin in the comics, even though he's kind of stere a stereotype nightmare, um, Fu, Fu Manchu. Yeah, he was like Fu Manchu. He wanted. He wanted to rule China so he could have power to take over the world eventually, you know, and um, they could use him. They could use Count Nefaria, who he might not be as well known, but I mean, he was like an evil Superman, you know, who, who like took on all the Avengers at one time. And initially, the only one he was scared of was Thor and Thor hit him with a hammer and he discovered he could take it. That Thor wasn't a threat. Oh, I thought you meant that they got to rework the Mandarin for, in order for Thanos to come back. I oh no, no. Thing. I mean, but I'm just saying they have they, some. They could, yeah. Ultra villains, and you know Thanos is great, but you know there are other there are other guys out there who can pose as much of a menace. Uh, I put Loki in there, but then you know they've turned oh, Loki yeah, enough. Everybody loves him. No, I'm Butler, Loki. No, I think we've had enough of Loki. Uh, again, I wouldn't mind Hela coming back, but it, did she die in that one? I guess she died, right? I forget. Well, she was left on. Oh yeah, she was left with Surtur. She was left there with Surtur, who also like is a a lister villain in the MC in the Marvel comics, not the MCU, but in the Marvel comics. You know, he's a major villain as well. You know, redo Malaketh and make him closer to. I mean, Malaketh in the comics is like if you took Joe, the Joker and gave him Doctor Strange's powers. That's Malaketh. He's he's just insane. Wants to watch the world burn, and he's got the magical skill to pull it off. You know. But what we saw in Thor: The Dark World, that wasn't that wasn't the Malekith from the comics. 
Well, I think that they screwed up the MCU so badly in the last few years. I think they should just reboot it, just recast everybody, because Chris Evans is gone, Robert Downey Jr.'s is gone, uh, Chris Hemsworth's really not sure about Thor, uh, Ruffalo sucks as the Hulk now. They might as well just just redo it. I, I don't have a problem with that. Like, you know what they keep saying who could play practically everybody is that guy, and I know you like the series, the guy from Reacher. He'd be, be a good Steve Rogers. I'm telling Did you watch that yet? I still have to watch it. Oh, you gotta watch Reacher. That is so friggin' good. Now, I've been hearing a lot of like good vibes from that. Uh, I tell you, dude. He's kind of like the, the Punisher. Most right? of the guys the MCU should hire and yeah. just like, pick a character and go with it. I mean, they won't, though. <laughs> they won't. They won't. They'll be, hiring, they'll be hiring Urkel to play Spider Man soon. <laughs> Eventually. Um, so Florence Pugh is saying she doesn't think the Thunderbolts is going to happen. That just Honestly, came out today. Uh, of most of the projects they've announced, I was kind of looking forward to the Thunderbolts. I was kind of indifferent with it. I, I mean, because I mean, I like um, Bucky. I think he's a great character. He should have been Captain America, not the Falcon. Um, Florence Pugh. I I like I liked her in the Black Widow. I didn't like what they did to the Taskmaster, but I liked her. Uh, I liked Red Guardian. I thought he was funny. But that actor is somebody I enjoy watching anyway all the time. I don't think I've caught him in anything I don't like. Um, but I was kind of looking forward to the Thunderbolts. It's not the Thunderbolts that I know and love from the comics. Uh, even though, are they going? were they going against Baron Zemo or was he on a team? I don't know. I mean, I heard less. I heard too is I heard that the Red Hulk wasn't going to be in it. Well, that's not that's not a loss. Too much of a loss, um, because what without it's sort of like the Avengers. Once you put Hulk and Thor on the team, you've kind of raised the bar that all the regular guys like Hawkeye and Scarlet Witch. And even Captain America have to be pumped up to kind of help against the threats those guys handle. You know, I mean, look how Captain in the MCU, Captain America's powers changed uh, by the time it went to Civil War. You know, where he could kick a Jeep and have it go sliding 10 feet into a group of people. Captain America's tough. He's not he's not tough enough to kick a jeep around to have it flipping and sliding around he's just not but that's like where they got to um so red hulk not being there unless they were all going to take him down well no that's going to happen in captain america 4 oh well who knows what's happening with that well they reach again they, it must be a mess because they they say oh we're just doing it. they're shooting for three months <laughs> you know it's uh, I think that's a pretty long time to shoot for to reshoot yeah I, they could reshoot the whole movie if they wanted to which I wouldn't be surprised if they did 
and I I heard uh, what what was that? Uh, Anthony Mackie threw a fit on set or something. Yeah, I heard that too. because they're they're working. They're just filming, no script, but they're just filming stuff. And he's like, How, "This is not the way to make a movie. How am I? What am I supposed to do?" And we heard that before. Again, they they don't necessarily have a story. It's almost like, well, we just need you guys to fight. You know, we'll figure out the story later. You know, yeah. It's, it's sad that that's what it's become. You know, again, back in the day, first ten years of Marvel or the MCU was just greatness. You know, they were just hitting home run after home run. And they now it's story. They might ad lib, ad lib dialogue, but the story was there. They didn't ad lib shooting. <laughs> and then figure oh, we'll stick some sort of dialogue in there after the fact so it makes sense well again apparently that's what they were doing with she-hulk is that they were just filming scenes and nobody was sure what the story was about it's like well, i don't worry about it <laughs> you're getting paid just shut up and just act or just pretend you're ducking something but no i think that you know this probably has some weight to it since Iger said that we're only focusing on the strong franchises and we're not doing as much as we previously announced we were because he's got to realize we're losing money. You know, it's, you know, this is not a guaranteed hit. Like it could have been a guaranteed hit. Say this was released five years ago, but now it's kind of like risky. I would say, you know, a bunch of brand new superheroes that, most of us are well you might have seen them in in well that's the whole thing too you you had to have seen the black widow movie and you would have to seen uh, the falcon and the winter soldier uh you know for some of it you'd have to see some of the tv series and i think that he's probably finding that pro problematic too is that he, and i'm sure that they're blaming the marvels problems is that well no one knew who the other two captain marvels were because they probably didn't watch disney plus but I, the problem was much greater than that. You still haven't seen that, have you? No, I haven't. I mean, I was I was actually going to go see it for something to do because I'd heard so many people railing against it, and it was pulled out of the theaters before I could get there. <laughs> I was going to go see Argyle, but it's been getting such bad reviews. I'm so sad. We were talking about going to see that too last weekend. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and that was, uh, who is that guy? I can't think of his name now. But, you know, he did kick ass and he did the Kingsman. And I was like, well, how could he fail? You know, um, but I guess it happens. And maybe it's it's good. You know, it's uh, just the critics might not like it. You know what else pissed me off? Oh, I love, love um, Megamind, you know? And they oh, know yeah, that that's that was that was a good little movie but they announced a sequel to it and they they showed a trailer for it oh my god it looks so horrible oh i i haven't seen the trailer but i mean they just teased uh the moana sequel now yeah which i think is crazy especially like i i still haven't seen i am still haven't seen that either well the first one and you know the original Moana wasn't that bad but again it's like does it really deserve a sequel you know it's like it was it was okay but i think that again they need to this is another situation where he says we're only 
focusing on a strong franchises. That's not a strong franchise, Moana. I mean, it made money, but again, that's when back in the day when I think it was Pixar. Was it Pixar? No, that was Disney Disney animation. Disney animation. No, you're right. Yeah, it was Disney animation. That's when they were just like throwing out stuff like uh, Tangled and, uh, you know, what have you. And, And they were just making, you know, money hand over fist. But yeah, I don't consider Moana like something that deserves or, or demands a sequel. But you know what? Considering their track record, if something breaks even, it it goes against the grain. That that's a strong yeah. franchise for them. If if they put out something that just breaks even, for them that's a strong franchise now versus losing hundreds of millions of dollars. But getting back to Megamind too, none of the original voice cast is back. No, I could, I could tell it right away. Like Will Ferrell is not voicing Megamind. Tina Fey is not voicing, uh, you know, the Lois Lane type of character. I was like, you gotta be kidding. It looks so bad. Again, it looks woke, you know, like they added some girl into it. who's kind of like, uh, she wants to, have Megamind train her to be a, a superhero or a crime fighter. And then his old crime crew comes back. And, you know, again, it just looks like crap. It's just so sad. The only thing that makes me possibly happy is maybe they'll release a 4K version of your first movie that this is coming out because that movie hasn't gotten a 4K. And, and that's the one thing I'm, I'm waiting for is a 4K version of Megamind. But uh, it I really made me sad when I saw the trailer. I should have never clicked on it. Uh, yeah. I haven't seen it yet. So I think it was supposed to premiere during the Super Bowl, though, wasn't it? Well, you might see it. But I, I, I think it's first a movie, and then they're going to have a series on Paramount Plus, which, again, it, it reminds me of like when Disney would do those crappy series. Although you said you liked it. Like, I never saw it, the Buzz Lightyear series. Oh, I liked the I liked the Bud Slight Year series. I mean, it was definitely for kids. Yeah. But it was leaps and bounds of the rubbish on today. No, I remember they used to have a Little Mermaid series and a Lilo and Stitch series. And you know, again, it's it's just not the same. Even like the animation kind of falls off a bit. It's like don't even disgrace the original, you know. But anywho. Um, so I mentioned this to you. A crew member died on the set of Wonder Man. Yeah, I, I saw I saw your post on that. Was it like a stunt guy or what happened? I mean, I'm not sure. I you know I'm I'm really not sure. They didn't really say much about it. But I think what's sad about it is that somebody died over something that no one's gonna watch. You know, it, it could have the death could have been avoided. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I hate to say, be the naysayer all the time because that's your job. Um, but like I said, I, I, I don't know. Wonder Man, I think, could be a fun series the way She-Hulk should have been. Um, but obviously, I am no longer a customer because I don't have any faith in what they're putting out. So. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what they were, what they may have been doing stunt-wise for it. Um, 
then accident could have happened on the stage. So, uh, but they, you're right. They are being very quiet about it. Well, the thing with Wonder Man, I never bought a comic book with him in it. I mean, just a solo comic Outside book. Outside of the Avengers. Yeah, that's the whole thing. He's worked with the team. For me, he's kind of like Ant-Man. Worked with the team, doesn't deserve his own movie or doesn't deserve his own series. But again, this is another example of Disney. It's like, well, just make a series out of anything. You know, it's like, and people will watch it, but now they're realizing that people just aren't interested in crap. Well, I mean, like I said, I mean, they're interesting stuff. Interest, there are always interesting stories you can tell about a character, but some characters shine as part of the th of a team. And I'll e I'll even say that. I mean, the thing is my favorite character, but you know what? He works best when he's teamed up with somebody. Yep. And <laughs> it's just his interplay working off other characters, whether it's a super smart guy like Reed Richards or, you know, him becoming the grumpy guy because he's teamed up with Spider-Man, you know, who jokes around with him just like the Human Torch does. I mean, he, he just works better in a team. And Wonder Man is one of those guys. He works his best when he's in that, like, triangle between the Scarlet Witch and the Vision. Those are some of the best Wonder Man stories that Marvel's put out, in my opinion. Other people like him on other bits, but, I mean, I think he works great in a team. Speaking of working great in a team, do you remember when they had that cartoon series of just the thing without the Fantastic Four? Oh, they had they did several different ones. They had them <laughs> at one point. They did a cartoon where uh, he was a teenager. Yeah, and he had a <laughs> ring, and he'd be like, "Thing ring, do your thing your thing." Or something. I mean, we would have freaked out if that came out today. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, no, he basically it was just a thing. Not the rest of the Fantastic Four, although he wore his Fantastic Four garb. But like Jack said, it was a teenager and he had a ring where he would. But he became a different person. He wasn't the teenager as the thing, right? He was he was Ben Grimm when he became the thing. Yeah, it was kind of like it was a little bit like Shazam before Shazam became infantile, like with his thinking. <laughs> uh, all right, next story. But then they had the Fantastic Four one where they replaced the torch with Herbie the robot. Was he replaced or was he just like No, they replaced they replaced the human torch with Herbie the robot. Oh, I thought he was like a fifth member. No, no. The torch was gone because uh they're supposed to make a human torch movie. Oh, really? But they didn't want the rest of the FF and uh then, you know, they had all sorts there were all sorts of stories like they called it off because they were afraid kids were going to set themselves on fire and jump off buildings and all sorts of crazy talk. But it's probably that the special effects were too expensive back in the day to have, you know, <laughs> a guy on fire flying around. Or Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Exactly. No, I'm just saying I, I like that show. That was like my real first taste of Iceman. Like it's it's kind of weird 
finding out later that he was an X-Men. And although I did know the X-Men, like he was kind of like long gone at that point, you know, like where I was more into when Wolverine joined the group. So I didn't well, really. That was, that was the relaunch because X-Men yeah. for years became like a reprint book, you know, where there weren't any new stories. It was just reprinting older issues. Oh, really? Yeah. And then, uh, Chris Claremont came up with like, Hey, let's relaunch it with a whole bunch of new characters. And eventually they started filtering in the old crew too. Yeah. Anyways, I like that series. It's on Disney plus, uh, Spider-Man and the amazing friends. It's amazing how long it took them to bring uh, Firestar into the comics though. Oh, when she was in the, the amazing friends, was she yeah. considered an X-Men? I don't, I, I think she was a mutant. Like, uh, uh, Iceman was, but I don't remember if they ever said how she got her powers or if she was born with them. I think they show it in the, in the cartoon now. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, in the comic, uh, what, you know, I don't even know if she was, if she's technically a mutant. I would assume that she, I would assume she probably is. Um, anyway, so Samuel Jackson's apparently made enough money off of Secret Invasion that he could that he could have funded Godzilla minus one. I, I'm sure they gave him a boatload of money for it, but once again, they were just threw money around and how'd that pay off for you, Disney? Well, it's kind of weird. Uh, it could be in a way showing that Samuel Jackson made a ton of money or Godzilla minus one didn't spend a ton of money. Cause I heard that the budget on that movie was like less than $10 million, you know? Yeah. So I, I heard that they, they, it was very tight, the budget and you know, it's still a great movie. I, I haven't been able to see it because it hasn't been out around here. I saw it. I thought it was very good. Yeah, I, I didn't get to see it. And I don't know, like I said, I don't think it's come out around here. So um, it's a little bit like Jaws, you know, like where they get like the, the human element, right? Because so many times when they do a Godzilla movie, like the 2014 one, where they focused way too much on the humans that you just didn't give a shit about, you know? And, but with these people, you did, you kind of like, you know, can relate to what they were going through or you, or the, you appreciated the struggles that they went through. But no, when it comes out on digital or whatever, you should just rent it, check it out. It's pretty good. And I, I heard they also released a black and white version of it yeah, to be like the original right. Godzilla. I, I hate when they do that. They did that with uh, Mad Max, uh, you know, and they did that with Wolverine and Justice League. Seriously, all you have to do is turn off the color on your TV if you want to see something like that in black and white. I thought with Wolverine, though, it was wasn't it the Wolverine? Yeah, the Wolverine. When he was yeah. in Japan, but yeah. like <laughs> they had the blood show up in splashes of red. Yeah, I think they did it with Logan too. I don't know, but yeah, I just think that's artistic BS that they really didn't need to do. Just try to sell more tickets, I guess. Uh, so I was happy to hear this. This kind of happened. This was the only story that we had last week that we could have talked about 
that was related to Disney. Tron Legacy is finally coming to 4K, or it's going to be 4K. And I'm happy about that. I like that movie. I know you, I don't think you've seen it. I didn't even see it. <laughs> I was never that big of a Tron fan. So I wasn't either. It, it was kind of weird, the, the first one. But Tron Legacy, they just got right, even though it was a little weird too. It's just, well, first of all, like the soundtrack by Daft Punk was amazing. And just the visuals were so ahead of their time. Even like, well, the original one was too. But it's a completely different feel from the original movie. If you ever get the chance, which I doubt you ever will, but you should watch it. It's it's very good. I think like a lot of Disney fans consider it a classic. I do. I, I really like it. Okay. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. says he was almost he almost played Scarecrow. He auditioned for Scarecrow and Batman Begins. I'm surprised at that. Because wasn't the MCU already in full swing when Batman Begins started? I think so, because because uh, I th I remember because I was with George Perez. <laughs> we were in the hot tub and we were talking about it. I asked him if he saw The Dark Knight. And he says, uh, no, I haven't seen it yet. He's like, what? You got to see The Dark Knight? You know? And uh, he goes, I saw The Avengers. And I'm like, he says, I'm actually mentioned in the credits of The Avengers. And I'm like, really? It's like, yeah, so, I mean, Iron Man was a few years before the Avengers. Yeah, yeah. But for whatever reason, I don't know, maybe he was trying to do a, another movie, you know, because it seemed like he he wanted to work for Christopher Nolan, and eventually he got to. So. I don't know. I think, um, I don't know. The guy who played Scarecrow, I thought was pretty good. I, that's how I pictured him. I, I can't picture Robert Downey Jr. as the Scarecrow. Well, I'll I can see him maybe more as so the the Riddler. You know, the real Riddler, not the one in the Batman. Yeah. Um, I could see him like that. You know, I don't even know if I could see him as that. But I, I'll be honest; I've never been a fan of Scarecrow, even in the comics. And oh, it's kind of a one-note villain. I just don't. I don't think they got him right in the. Well, what I guess Christopher Nolan tried to do with Batman Begins is he tried to make everything as realistic as possible. So that's why Scarecrow looked the way he did, because all he basically did was have like, like a straw sack over his face, you know, no hat, no, no kind of Scarecrow garb on or anything like that. Yeah, he you know he didn't he didn't have the look. Yeah, so that's I was kind of disappointed in him, but that guy's gonna win an Oscar. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, uh, he's gonna see. get it. He was good in Oppenheimer. He was. He was very good. Uh, so I sent you this one too. So a couple of, I think it was a couple of months ago, or even it was probably last year. Kevin Smith came out and he said that originally Christian Bale was offered the, the role of Batman for the Flash movie. And so everyone, I guess, said, hey, you're full of shit, you know. So he came out on Twitter last week and he says, he goes, well, that was just conjecture. It wasn't inside information. Doesn't that just mean you're lying? <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> when you say making crap up. Yeah. I mean, this guy, I mean, I used to love the guy. I loved him with clerks and he, I love that he loved comics and all that, but he's just gotten such a big head and it's like, almost like he's desperate for attention now where it's just like, it turns me off every time I see him involved with something or if he does a documentary and he shows up, it's like, I, I don't need to hear what you think about things. You know, it's like, Stop drinking. Uh, stop, sm stop smoking pot because that's ruined your life, and become the person that you once were, and divorce your wench of a wife and your just move out of your house. And your terrible daughter. And yeah. And start just, your life over, Kevin Smith. Become Go a man again. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to help the guy. Just yeah. I mean, I and I would gladly embrace him back into my bosom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know what put me off him more than anything else was uh, that that comic book show he did. Oh, comic book men! Comic book men! That just that show just put me off him completely. Well, he wasn't really in it. He was in it in the beginning. No, yeah. but no, they usually spent half the show with him at the last fifteen minutes out of the half hour. Well, no, yeah, he starts off in the beginning and they're like, So what'd you guys do this week in the comic book shop? And then they start saying, Oh, it was really funny. You know, we got a detective uh, number twenty seven in and uh so they're like, Oh, cool. But what it showed me, which is sad, is that all they do is they rip customers off. You know? It's like uh I didn't like that whole aspect of it. It's kind of like you know, when you watch uh, Pawn Stars, too, it's the same thing. It's it's like, well, if you expect me to sell this, I'm not going to buy it for what it's worth. I'm going to buy it for half of what it's worth. Yeah, I got to make some money here. Yeah, it's like, shut up. You know, put it on eBay then. Auction it off on eBay. Don't go to these assholes that are going to give you less money. I, I cannot disagree. Yeah. So uh, James Gunn has found his Supergirl, which you're probably more familiar than I am with her. I didn't recognize her. What has she been in? I think she was in Game of Thrones. It's funny because I, I didn't even write her. I didn't even write her name down because I figured, oh, Jack's gonna know who she is. I because I saw the picture, and I I didn't recognize her. So. Um... See Jane, ah. Jane Supergirl. Um, let me let me hang on. I'll I'll pull a Fedra and just go look up. No, I'm doing that right now. Um, Millie Alcock. Do you hear of her? Uh, she was in House of Dragon. House of the Dragon. House of the Dragons. I mean, she looks okay, you know, but uh, I guess they're going for a younger looking Supergirl. That's fine with me. You know, again, as long as she got blonde hair, I'm okay. Uh, when you look at the Supergirls that we've had recently, like that one that was on the, the WB or was it, was it Paramount? I forget. The CW. She wasn't my Supergirl. She, Melissa Benost? Yeah, she became... She was the woke Supergirl, for sure. Oh, I thought she had the look of Supergirl down great. Uh, it was too bad when they switched her 
costume to pants versus the skirt. Because yeah. I think I think that costume, you know, that's Supergirl, not um, kind of made her into a generic, a generic female superhero with the pants. Um, well, again, that was more wokeness. Yeah, but I, I, I actually I liked her a lot as Supergirl. So, and uh, but it did get a little bit overboard with the. Uh, <laughs> the wokeness after a while too many woman empowerment speeches every episode well i think for me it was that they uh that the president was building a wall <laughs> you know which we probably could use about right now where uh she was complaining about it you know and i don't know if it was actually if it was keeping actual aliens out or whatever but I just had enough. Like after probably three or four episodes, I'm done. And then sexy Jimmy Olsen, race swap Jimmy Olsen. I was like, yeah, you know what? I don't like this. Little did I know how far things were going to go into the future. <laughs> well, you let it, you let all that bother you more than I let it get to me. So, yeah. Um, you probably didn't read this stuff that I sent you, uh, on Will Wheaton freaking out over Larry David. Yeah, you, you said, you sent it to me earlier and you know, we were in the middle of dinner and I'm like, ah, you're right. This is really long. And I'm like, okay, I don't know. I, I'll talk to him on the show. I didn't have a chance to read it. It's so funny. I mean, cause he's serious. Like he attacked, uh, well, did you see that clip of Larry David attacking Elmo on the today show? No, I didn't. But I'm not. A, I'm also not a Larry David fan. So I love Larry David. But no, like Elmo and his father were talking about something, and then Larry David was on another set. He was about to be interviewed, and he just ran over and he started strangling Elmo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? Yeah. And he said, "I had to do it." He goes, "Everybody wants to do this," and they're like, "That's not right." Mr. Larry. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. But uh, now I'll have to go look for it. <laughs> I'll send it to you. You know, and so Elmo's father <laughs> asked him to apologize to Elmo. You know, <laughs> it's so funny. So he apologized, and then later Larry took it back and he says, I don't apologize. I can't stand that little crap. Um, <laughs> but it's typical Larry David. I mean, it's something that he would do. But Will Wheaton was really offended by it because he says that his father used to strangle him when he was a little boy. And he just went off on him, was just F-bombing the hell out of him. It's like, who the hell do you think you are, Larry David, the center of the universe? Little kids were watching that show. You should be ashamed of yourself. He's like, I hate you. You know, I wish I could kick your ass. That's the one thing Will Smith threatened so many people that doesn't agree with him. He would get his ass kicked so badly i'd love to see him in a fight i guess like will wheaton what's that you mean will wheaton will wheaton he yeah, said right. will smith oh i say will smith will smith's just going on stage slapping people oh, okay. <laughs> yeah another will no i meant will wheaton sorry but yeah i would love to see uh will wheaton in a fight probably never been in a fight in his life he just seems so triggered and like he keeps repeating the same story over again. Did you ever hear the story of him and William Shatner? 
<laughs> that gave him so much trauma. Like, uh, I guess w William Shatner was filming Star Trek V, and they were in the same Paramount set because he was filming Next Generation. And he went onto the set, and Captain Kirk was his hero. And he kind of looked at him, and he's like, I'd never have a kid fly in my ship. <laughs> <laughs> and he said he was traumatized ever since, you know. And he just tells that story over and over again. You know what a horrible, mean man he was, and that he he just destroyed my poor little baby soul. <laughs> you know? Oh my gosh! He's such an idiot. You know, he he's like the he is like the champion of wokeness. Um, you know, super Mister Pronoun, and you know, he's just like the worst. Uh, and then there, I sent you an article too that I found where I guess they made like a, a Lego version of the Next Generation crew, and Wesley is also there, but he's crying. <laughs> he's crying, and he yeah, and he freaked out. I think it was a mock-up, like uh, Gizmodo did it or something. And everybody else was normal except for Wesley was like in the back crying, you know. And he says, what an insult to the character, not only to me, but of the character Wesley. And he goes, Wesley was a, was a hero to young children. So many kids went to college to become scientists because they saw Wesley on the Enterprise. Like, dude, you're so full of yourself. My God. <laughs> I didn't mind Wesley on The Next Generation, you know, but I didn't think he was, again, he's trying to, elevate himself and, and he was also talking about the trauma that he suffered from that episode uh you remember the the, the episode with lore in it i, I, I so they were there were a few of there, them there was a few of them yeah but i think this was the first one and wesley kind of figured out that it was lore and it wasn't data and he tried to warn the crew of it oh and, and the classic line shut up wesley yes that's it <laughs> And he says, now, wherever I go, somebody says, shut up, Wesley. <laughs> He's like <laughs> traumatized by it. He goes, I go to conventions and someone's got to say, shut up, Wesley. You know, it's like, he goes, is that right? Is that fair? He goes, what did Wesley do wrong in that episode? Wesley was the only one that was right. It's like, dude, you need to grow the hell up. He he needs to go. He needs to be drafted and put into into the Marines. <laughs> I hate people like him. <laughs> anyway oh joe what's the next triggering the story I, for you? I think that's it i think we're done my friend oh wow all right let's wrap this one up then so jack can you tell everyone where they can find you you can always send me email at jack m at wdwnt.com and if you want you can email me at joe at wdwnt.com or send me a friend request on facebook i'm also on the podcast rusty junk and this week we're doing uh basic instinct uh i remember seeing that movie i but it's been such a long time yeah it's been a long time for me too and uh no, i watched it the other night i don't know how that was able to make it in the theaters that thing is practically porn <laughs> <laughs> I mean, first of all, that, that thing where she crosses her legs, that's legit. I didn't realize that that was legit at the time, but apparently that was legit. And the sex scenes in that, good Lord. 
man, unbelievable. I mean, I, see, I, I don't remember it from that movie. Like, I mean, I remember what was it, nine and a half weeks? That was like, whoa. But it was still along the same vein of that sort of movie. No, I never seen that one, and it's funny because it's like uh, I don't know if you ever saw Midnight Cowboy, John Voight and Dustin Hoffman. That got it like a an X rating. But again, I guess times change. Like that was the seventies, and Basic Instinct was the nineties. I mean, Midnight Cowboy looks tame. Like, you know, again, I think he went into like some 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 club or something like that with like male prostitutes and. They're like X rating, <laughs> you know, and now it's like you can get away with anything. Except now it's on broadcast television. Except don't choke oh, Elmo. <laughs> you know, might trigger somebody in the theater. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, with that, this will be the end of WDWNT Nerd Alert Season Ten, Episode Four. So until next time, see ya. Good night, all, and be good to each other. Yep. <laughs>